0: All right, KISS army, welcome to the KISS FAQ podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast, by the board, for the board. We hope that you enjoy.
1: We'd love you to support this show. Please like, follow, and subscribe to us on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Your likes and subscription helps us to grow and attract interviews and content. So, please retweet and share our posts. Your contributions are appreciated.
0: Greetings and welcome to episode 423 of the Kiss FAQ podcast. I am your host again this week. Uh, Mr. Julian Gill is enjoying himself still in the lovely UK. We hope that he's having a great time. Rumor has it he'll be returning to our shores sometime tomorrow. Uh, We hope he has a pleasant flight and we hope that he doesn't have too many holdups at the airport and we wish him well. Uh, joining me today is my group of esteemed colleagues. As, as Again, we have Mr. Daniel from Sweden again with us. How are
1: you, sir? I'm a bit under the weather, but uh, okay.
0: Hmm. Our wheeze on the board. I should have mentioned that. Excuse me, my friend. Uh, then we have St. Louis Kiss. Lonnie with us. How are you today, sir? Good. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. Right. And then, of course, we have all the way in the san francisco bay area uh the 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 69th of blizzard blah, 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 i'll get that right someday uh ken Keenan, how are you sir
2: i'm doing good thank you
0: the voice of reason so this week we have quite a few things to talk about but before we get started on our topic this week we have our good friend daniel here who's going to talk about a few comments from the last show daniel what are, did you did you see any comments of worth or anything worth discussing this week my friend
1: Uh, well I think it's uh, a nice tip of the hat to read some of our viewers comments so we'll go through some of them Uh, last week you talked about uh, extreme close up so there were some comments about that unfortunately I couldn't be a part of the episode but uh, I was in Gothenburg watching Ramstein Ah. pretty, pretty cool uh, music the lifeblood. He, he, he wrote that Mark's a good host. So that's one for you Mark.
0: Oh, thank
1: you. Yep. Pattern think... De- Pat Rama <laughs> wrote, I can't believe Bill O'Connor Jean didn't have the foresight to take ownership of all the pro shot material of Kiss performances. I'm sure he could have got it cheap before Kiss blew up in <coughs> 1977. Oh, maybe. Mm-hmm. Me loves Stan. Not me, but but the the name <laughs> That's is. The user, yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you, gentlemen, the absolute voices of reason. Kiss was not prepping this stuff or similar material for a physical release. I guess you 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 said something about uh, the Kissology. Yeah. 4 For that, some people said, "Oh, it won't come out now. Yeah, right. it's not going to come out." Anthony X in 92 I didn't even know Extreme Close Up was coming out I was at a mall in a Musicland record store one day and saw it on display and immediately bought it what I really wanted to know for years after watching it was what was was that old footage of them playing without makeup of course now we know it to be the Destroyer rehearsals Mm. but back then it was a mystery to me great topic and perspective guys and one more the opal archive kiss followed the exact, exact same trajectory in the 80s that they did in the 70s in that they had a reinvention around Lick it up era then found themselves having to follow trends again towards the late ages yeah it kind of kind of similar That's true. yeah so th- there is a few of the of the comments we got for, from the viewers
0: fantastic i mean we, we, we of course encourage this kind of stuff to be you know written because you know, sometimes your comments lead us to different ideas, lead us to different topics. and you know, of course, suggest stuff if you want us to talk about certain things on upcoming shows. We value your value your input, and uh, thank you again for all the comments that were brought in for last week's episode. Okay, so before we get to our main topic, there are two items of news that we need to discuss. Uh, one of them, well, I, I don't know, most of them, both of them, I guess, are sort of, you know, I guess, kind of important. Maybe uh, the first one is uh, the Revenge vinyl is delayed a week, apparently. So apparently, the release, I'm guessing, of the vinyl version of Kiss Revenge is being delayed. Uh, I don't, I didn't hear anything about this personally because I haven't ordered anything yet. Uh, in regards to the Revenge Vinyl, I went online just now just to check, and it's still available. It's not sold out, so I probably will grab one, but apparently uh, the news is that they are uh, delayed a week. Uh, any comments about this? Let's start with Ken.
2: Yeah, well, the good thing is they they are actually letting people know it's delayed you know they sent a, i got an email saying it's going to be delayed um so and it, again it's, and that's only just a week and they're still giving you know they're giving us notice so I, I that's pretty good they're on top of it this new uh distributor which i, I believe is universal um uh, they're at least on top of it and hey then they don't have to hear from a bunch of uh Disgruntled uh, Kiss fans saying, "Where's my vinyl? You know, you said you'd ship it. Yeah. You know this and you know this date and that sort of thing." So, but that's a, it's a good thing, and it's not again, it's not that late.
0: Yeah, I mean, if only they would have had that foresight with the Dubai thing. I know I had to throw that in at least <laughs> once in the episode. Talking about so, late,
1: you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: so, Mr. Lonnie, being the big revenge man here, did this upset you slightly? Or are you okay with this? Or
3: I mean, it's it's fine. It's a week. It's nothing to lose any sleep over. I mean, it's fine. I, I, like Ken said, I appreciate them letting us know. And so maybe the day that it's supposed to ship, oh yeah, by the way, we're not shipping it out today type thing. But you know, better late than, than Dubai.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Very nicely put there, Lonnie. Uh, Daniel, uh, have you bought this, this album? Did you order this or, or what's, what's your input on this in situation? Uh.
1: I, I haven't looked it up even. Is there something new on the album? Are there some inserts? Uh, 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 a, new, uh, a, new, it's a new color. Is it remastered? It's just a color. It's a new, it's color. A new color once again. Yeah. Oh, okay, well. It's I a silver God. color this time. So. Silver. That, yeah, that, that's a pretty cool color for that album, but uh, uh, I won't buy it <laughs> just to get another color of an album. Now, even though now, even though it's a great record, I, I already have my old old black one.
0: So that's an interesting comment though, Daniel. So if they mm-hmm. were to say one time that you know we're releasing Revenge, it's on silver vinyl, and there's another second album that has a few studio outtakes and one oh, or yeah. two, you would have jumped on it then for sure.
1: Yeah, you should put that song on it, you know, the one he wrote with Snake Sable from Skid Oh Road, yeah, yeah, yeah. And all the instrumentals that we've heard mm-hmm. in top-notch culture and the the uh, version with the rapper on one of the songs. Oh. <laughs> you got to wait yeah, for the deluxe you heard version. It? Bruce Kulick played it once, uh, a, a snippet of it. They had a rapper on. Which one was it long? It was either Paralyzed or mm-hmm. Spit. One mm-hmm. of them. Was paralyzed. Yeah. Yeah. The one with the mumble. Mm-hmm. Extended yes, mumble. mumble. Yeah, and we could get that one as well. The extended mumble version of Paralyzed. Well, at least something new. Yeah. For God's sakes.
0: That's a good. That's a very good point.
1: Very good point. You
0: know, maybe one day they'll clue into this, but I don't think they will. Uh, so the other bit of news, and this technically should have been much bigger news in the Kiss world, unfortunately, yeah. it's turned out to be a little bit of a disappointment. And we'll go around the table and talk about this if the guys agree on this. Uh, a few days back, there was a cryptic message saying Sam Loomis is returning. He is returning so everybody started getting excited about okay what kind of fantastic things are we going to be seeing now from mr sam lewis and sure enough he put up about 20 videos again but this time they were all like three minutes long 12 minutes long 10 minutes long some of them were just video no audio some of them were black and white not and you know that's fine but again no audio or they had ones that were like the audio was like you know it's like so terrible like oh my god i couldn't even listen to it it was like horrendous now sure some of these things are historic like they showed wildwood they showed uh i I even have it here just queued up on my phone here so he put up tokyo 95 10 minutes of that a three minute segment or four minute of winnipeg 77 three minutes of phoenix 1983 12 minutes of spokane washington 1977 of which the first Five minutes it was just footage of the road crew or something hanging around outside the building. I don't know what was the importance of that. Uh Kiss Beacon Theater 75, some raw footage of Eric Carr. You know, a lot of this stuff was, you know, it was it was it's good, you know. But I find that there's a little bit of a letdown for me personally. Like it says here too, like KISS Las Vegas, 1975, both shows. Both shows, but it's only four minutes long. You know, how could that's like clips of both shows, not the whole show, right? Would you have preferred him putting up two videos that were complete, or would you rather him do this kind of like 20 videos of like three-minute versions? Let's start with Daniel.
1: The problem is we all know there has been more stuff leaked that Sam Loomis didn't put out. There are complete concerts out there that's been leaked recently in great quality uh so i'm wondering why he hasn't put uh i'm I'm thinking of one especially that i really like that's out there Mm -hmm. um but he didn't put that one up there Uh, it made me think a little bit there were quite a few eight millimeter stuff i think Mm -hmm. that they had Mm -hmm. synced sound to and that made me go and watch a video of how you sync sound to a short clip. There's a video on YouTube that's kind of fun to watch. I don't, don't know if, you, if you've if you seen it. It's, there's a guy who got a hold of an eight millimeter clip from Paul Stanley solo tour. 10 mm. seconds. Mm. And then he tries to find out which show is it, which song is it, which part of the song mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. And then he, he, he does some detective work. And then they finally find the, the, the match. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's kind. Of, that was kind of cool to, to to see. But you know, a minute of eight mm stuff with sync sound doesn't do it for me. But I know other guys that totally love it. It was kind of cool to see that eight millimeters from the creatures tour. I think that was my favorite.
0: Yeah, agreed. Lonnie, what, what's your thoughts on the? You
3: know, it it, it was a different kind of. Of leaked than what we were used to or kind of leaked than what we I think we were expecting um there may be some back story as to why it was these clips were leaked um for a shorter duration and not the full concert that we just don't know about yet um maybe it's just a <clears throat> excuse me maybe it's just a tease telling us hey you know there's obviously a lot more out there and a lot more um that's that uh that Mr. Gloom has in his possession. Um, maybe just to stay tuned. I don't know. It was it was it wasn't I think what any of us were really expecting. I think some people were really happy with it, but I think others were um, left wanting a little more. So I guess stay tuned because I it, it continues to be it continues to be interesting.
0: I I agree 120% with that sir. Uh Mr. Keenan, what are your thoughts on the Sam Lewis leakage?
2: Yeah, I mean I was expecting something a little bit more at least uh a full concert wise, you know. I was hoping for something like that. Um yeah, the, the little snippets have hit this and that somewhere okay, and then there was a couple things that really stood out to me that I enjoyed. Um I really enjoyed the live two promo thing um, mm-hmm. i mean you know starting you know, that's my first album i ever bought so by kiss um so that was kind of was interesting to me and it's a great quality uh so that was <laughs> that was cool um yeah and like daniel said the creatures thing was pretty cool and then, then the uh eric carr um you know you know drumming um with his the original makeup oh yeah yeah um, mm-hmm. yeah right um so that was cool yeah but yeah i i would have liked for me i like the full concerts you know and and of course the best quality we can get it of course but uh full concerts are a bigger deal for me um the ones that you know we've never seen or are a rarity um from a certain you know era era um whether it be makeup or non-makeup it doesn't matter but Just a good quality, full length concert of KISS is always good.
0: Yes, absolutely agree with that. Now, before we get to today's topic, there's one thing that we didn't put on the list here that I'm going to kind of jump on you guys with here just really quickly. And I'm not sure if you guys heard about this or not, but there's a channel out on YouTube called KISS Army We Are One. Yes,
2: I've seen that. Mm
0: -hmm. And they had... Three days ago, they put out Leak, Kiss to Release, New Anniversary Edition of Alive 2. And the guy oh, went yeah. on there to say that he heard through a very reliable source that this is going to be out before the Creatures box set to come out. Hmm. That this is going to be the next thing that's going to come out, not the Creatures thing. So uh, I found that rather interesting because as he put on there, he said that there was a lot of things that they could possibly do with this because, you know, if it was a big record for them. Uh, If they're to do a sort of deluxe box like they did with Destroyer for this, uh, the possibilities could be endless. You know, they could do God knows what with this. Uh, Has any of you guys heard of this leak? Uh, What were your initial thoughts? Let's go to Lonnie first.
3: You know, I think that's interesting. I don't... I don't... I, I see them doing... You know, an alive two anniversary type treatment like we're getting from Revenge and Love Gone and mm-hmm. and The Greatest Kiss and some of the other ones we've gotten recently. I don't I, I, I believe the Creatures Thing is coming. I mean, we know mm-hmm. the Creatures Thing is coming. I don't see them I don't see them celebrating alive live two in a super deluxe format before they celebrate a live one in a super deluxe format. <laughs> I mean I think that I think that's kinda strange so I mean I I think I think there will be some some alive to celebration stuff coming but I don't think it's I don't think it's a deluxe box set necessarily
0: yeah so Daniel did you hear about this information or is this new to you
1: no I didn't hear it but um you can always hope that they put out a version with um, you know without the overdubs or something like that but uh As long as people keep on buying those colored plastic (laughs) candies, candies (laughs) will not. Guilty as charged. Uh, (laughs) They will, they won't put that effort in, of course. Uh, I don't know how much more they sold of that destroyer thing they they released because there they actually put in some effort. So uh, if it didn't sell a whole lot more than the other stuff, why put in the effort? You know, Mm. that's that's the way they, they, they reason.
0: That, that's, that's an interesting point. I mean, I, I don't know if that box that is, I, I, because I'm not really following that end of it. Uh, maybe you guys know, but I don't know if that box that is actually sold out or not. Uh, if it isn't, then, that, so, then that could I be a, a reason of concern. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. You know, it is an expensive box and it's worth the money, I think. And that's coming from me, who doesn't like Destroyer. So, um, but yeah, I mean, Ken... You did, Alive 2 is a huge record for you. You said from the beginning that this is one of the big records for you, and you've been the one kind of, you know, c- campaigning to have this album done in a deluxe form. What, what were your thoughts when you heard about this?
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't surprise me. Um, I mean, it took, well, what surprised me, it took them so, so long to do some kind of special, <laughs> some kind of release. Um, it's, they just kind of skipped over it um, and did the did a number of number of other albums from the 70s, um, so yeah, it's it's going to be like I'm guessing it's going to be a maybe colored discs and plus I'm going to assume it's going to have picture discs too um, uh, of I don't know what they're going to do, but I assume it's going to have picture discs, just like Love oh, Kids picture disc oh, and ring. a colored. <laughs> and and probably a lot of buttons and, you know, the other stuff that they put out, you know, the T-shirts and whatnot. So I think that's what, that's going to happen. But, yeah, down the road, I would definitely want a, a Live 2 deluxe edition at some point.
0: And a deluxe, uh, or they might even get put out those, uh, you know, Gold records or platinum records that awards that
1: you can get there.
2: That you know that I, I yeah, I would be very interested in getting that the award. Yes, uh-huh. for sure. buy, buy,
1: buy a buy a spray can and buy an old <laughs> Elijah. <laughs> wow, then, wow! Then you have your gold record right
0: there. Yeah! Wow! Look at that, Daniel Man. giving giving some ideas to the bootleggers of the world out there. You know. <laughs> oh <no. laughs> so, that's uh. That's what we have this week for the news segment of the program here. So let's go over to the main topic for this week. Now, as we approach the 20-year anniversary of the compilation, the very best of KISS, we decided to do our own sort of comparison or make our own version of it by pretty much putting together some of our favorite KISS songs voting on it. We compiled it. Well, actually, Lonnie put it together in a fantastic little sheet for us that I have here with the results. And uh, we will discuss our top 20 songs that would appear on such a record. Uh, but, But before we get started with that, how do you guys compare this compilation compared to other ones of similar style? let's start with ken how do you rank this one up compared to some of the other best
2: dubs you know looking back at it um it wasn't it's, it's not that bad it's it's a pretty good selection of songs it covers really a good um period you know past psycho circus right um, so i i thought it was a good compilation um i i know i bought it when one of the many. I stopped. I think I didn't get every compilation, but I definitely, you know, they had the one greatest ki- greatest kiss, you know, earlier. That was a that was a real good one, and then this one is is pretty close to that. Um, and of course, we've had other ones like smashes and thrashes before, and and so on. Um, but yeah, I think that one, this one, actually is you know stands up pretty well.
0: Uh, Lonnie, what do, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it's a
3: good
2: mix.
0: I um
3: I I like how it goes in chronological order. Um, mm, I think yeah. I think it, it was very good. I think it, it's really geared toward the Kiss fan who maybe doesn't have anything. Um, it's just just a sample size, just little snippets of the band, um, from its inception all the way, um, through. It's, 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 they're pretty close to modern day, I guess. It, it, it doesn't have it doesn't have Psycho circus on it at the end or something like that, but I think it ends with catgate rock and roll to you. Yeah, so I mean, right, it, it goes it goes pretty much through the the entire catalog of the band, just kind of just grabbing the hits as we go. I, it, it's it's a it, to me it's a great album to introduce someone to Kiss with, to kind of give them a taste of you know the the raw early 70s and then you know little little tastes of the 80s all all the way through um it it was fun at the time it came out in 2002 also because there really wasn't anything going on at all they had done this farewell Mm -hmm. tour and without a farewell last show we're just kind of in a holding pattern of what's going on with this band you know And, and meanwhile they couldn't even end the farewell tour without I mean, with the original lineup, we had that Eric come step in. You know, what's going on? Are we gonna get a final show one day? We're just in limbo. So they put out this very best of Kiss, and like, oh, it was something at that point in time. So I was, <laughs> you know, I was excited about it just to the fact that it was something for
1: my favorite band. Inside.
0: Yeah, absolutely, uh, Daniel. What are what are your thoughts?
1: I have to agree with what uh, Lon has said. Uh, if you were, if you if, if you if you were a new fan. It was a great album. Uh, you got something from almost every album and there were good selections. I could have done, I could have switched out a few like Gary Shoes, put something else on there and a few others, but uh, overall it was, they had put some thought behind this. Uh, but by this point I think compilation albums had played out its role for for, our, for the diehards of course. Uh, but I do think that the album was quite a success for the band. I think it was Probably the last Kiss album that went gold, I think. Sure. Maybe, maybe it one of right. the last, at least. Yeah. <clears throat> so, and of course, they look back in history, and you remember in the 80s, uh, smashes, thrashes, and yeah. hits was a great, a huge success. I think it went double platinum or something in in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Even though that compilation is way worse, I think. Oh yeah, know, They they changed the sound (laughs) and uh, they changed the drums and the creature songs and stuff like that. Uh, uh, From what I remember, they didn't do a whole lot with the songs on The Very Best Kiss, The Very Best of Kiss, because it was for the new fans. Um, And I think it's one of the better compilations Um, but I, I would pick Kiss Killers if if I, if I would pick a favorite compilation. The, then you had a few new songs as well. But by the early 2000s, it was harder for them to come up with new songs, it seems. So I mean, if they would have put two or three new songs on that one, it would be really interesting for us as well, the Die Diehards.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is an interesting compilation when you look at it and strutter deuce got to choose hotter than hell come on love me rock and roll all night detroit rock city shouted out loud beth i want you calling doctor love hard luck woman i stole your love christine 16 love gun new york group i was made for loving you i love it loud lick it up forever and god gave rock and roll to you too so it's basically at least one or two from every record up to revenge now uh i i think that kiss at that point like you mentioned Really, were at their wits' end with compilations. There were so many out at that point. Uh, one of the ones I still love to this day is still double platinum. I have a soft spot for that one. But the one that I really enjoy, and ironically enough, if I ever want to get into a mood to listen to a best of, I don't remember if this is the correct title, but there was one that was called, I believe, uh, Kiss Gold or something like that. It yeah. was two mm-hmm. CDs. Oh, yeah, and, that's and it, really good. Yeah, and that one had at least same thing two or three songs from each album and it had a couple of songs from each of the solo records as well which i thought was really cool on that one as well and it had on stuff it had everything in there. so i really enjoy taking that one out in the car when i have like a long trip or have to go around most of the day driving i like bringing that one out because it is a very good like retrospective of their career so i i like that one but
1: you know, greatest greatest kiss uh, was of course released during the reunion, so it was a way yeah. for them to cash in. I remember friends going around buying that album, and I said, just buy double platinum. It's the same songs almost, <laughs> and it's half the price, and it's even because it's very similar to double platinum.
0: Yes, exactly. So we <laughs> compiled our own lists for this, and mm-hmm. thank you to Lonnie for putting together the list for us and for doing the calculations and so on and so forth. And if I can just find it, here it is. Uh, we will go through the top 20 songs as voted by us for, uh, starting from number 20 to number one. Now, before we get to those ones, a couple of interesting points here. Um, there were about 45 songs that we picked mm-hmm. from, from this list, okay? Obviously, we're not going to talk about all of them. But it's interesting to point out a couple of them for example the ones that were that didn't make the list uh of those four songs three of them were from the 80s and there was one song from the 90s in there as well that didn't make our top 20. uh songs like uh king of the nighttime world didn't make our top 20. uh songs like naked city didn't make it on our top 20 list uh, fits like a glove. A heartbreak for Daniel. That oh, didn't make. No. That no. didn't make the top twenty. No. Oh,
3: that that no, came Daniel. in with.
0: That came in with a whopping four points only.
3: <laughs> only so, Daniel.
0: So only <laughs> Daniel probably voted for that in the, in the song. And, uh-huh. and the bottom ones, for example, both with just a singular point were, Psycho Circus, and Take It Off so good songs interesting bottom selections any any thoughts on that let's start with let's start with Daniel is it heartbreak time now that your song was so low on the list Uh,
1: uh, not really I I wasn't uh, (laughs) expecting that you guys would pick it but uh, but the problem is they have so many great songs Tears are Falling, one of my favorite songs, didn't make the the top 20. Uh, Come on Love Me, one of my favorite songs, didn't make the top 20. I guess it did for Lani. Uh, What else? Uh, Yeah, a whole lot of good songs. Strutter didn't make the top 20. So, uh, (laughs) in conclusion, you have to say Kiss has done quite a few great songs because some of the ones that didn't make the list for me are 10 out of 10 songs. Um, and, you know, it's, it's what mood you're in and, and some of the yeah. songs can switch places. But, but I think uh, the core of the list stays there forever. I mean, I have a few that I've always liked, always loved, that uh, I wouldn't put uh, mm-hmm. anywhere else than the top 20. But some towards the bottom can switch. Uh, so uh, I'm kind of excited to see which one is the number one Kiss song of all time. Yes uh, I'm guessing I'm guessing it will be black diamond, but I don't know.
0: So let's go through this. Uh, there are there are 20 songs to talk about so it might be you know good for us to go through this at a brisk pace, maybe not too brisk but you know not yeah. hang on to one song for too long. So starting in at 20th position with a whole 18 points okay uh, is got to choose okay uh, now not a big surprise in my opinion I mean we're talking about the first three records uh, usually on that those what on those albums a lot of people can point out songs that they really love from that album uh, any uh, surprises on got to choose to being number 20 let's start with Lonnie
3: Well it, it, it's it's number 20 because I'm the only one who voted for it and I gave it 18 points. So so very appropriately for throwing it to me, Mark. Um, I love Got to Choose. It's obviously one of my favorite Kiss songs ever. Um, Maybe not necessarily on Hotter Than Hell. I think they really got it right on Alive. And actually, my favorite version of it is the Japanese bonus track from MTV Unplugged. I think that sounds absolutely incredible um the acoustic guitars and the harmonic vocals on that performance of it is absolutely incredible and just for that performance alone i think is why it's so high but it does sound fantastic on the live as well so i'm <clears throat> the reason that we are talking about got to choose and it's one of
0: my favorite kiss songs yes so ken thoughts
2: yeah it's a great song um though it was not it wasn't my top 21. Um, but it is a great song, and like Daniel said, there's so many songs to uh, choose from. Uh, I chose a different song from *Hollywood in Hell. Uh, I, hope, I don't know if that made the list. It probably didn't. But, uh, you know, it's, again, it's, it's a good song. I'd just like to say, though, uh, Lonnie made me aware of a song that I excluded, a classic song that. that I excluded. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> I and, and I and i had no you know i i really didn't want to remove it and somehow in moving all my songs in and out and moving things around i knocked it off my list by accident oh. but hey it is what as i say okay well we'll just leave it as it is <laughs> um, we'll yeah, see I'm what sure happens we'll when it gets it. there
0: yes daniel thoughts on got to choose
1: uh, my favorite song i only put one song from, from uh... Harder Than Hell on my list, actually, and it wasn't got to choose. Uh, uh, I never got that one. I know it's Paul, one of Paul Stanley's favorites, uh, but I think Going Blind is a much stronger song from mm. Harder Than Hell.
0: Interesting. Yeah, um, I don't remember if I put this on my list or not because I don't have my list in front of me because I'm using the master list right now. You uh, didn't I did not, okay. So, uh, but I do love this song. Um, it's one of the, actually one of the first songs I learned on guitar from Hotter Than Hell, believe it or not. Mm. Uh, so I do like the song, but you know, like the, the problem with this list is going to be that there's so many amazing songs. That is, how do you pick this one and not choose this one? But let, let's go on to number 19. Number 19, which also came in with 18 points, but will rank higher, I guess, is God of Thunder.
3: Mm. Now, yeah. God this of is Thunder, 18 points points because of Daniel. Okay.
0: <laughs> give it point. So there you go. See this this is great that we have Lonnie here to to, to point out the people who have done certain things to the list here. This is fantastic. I'm very glad this is happening. No we, oh. we can shame the right people during this list here. So uh so Daniel is responsible for God of Thunder being on this list. Now when when you were voting for this, Daniel, were you thinking uh destroyer or were you thinking Alive Two or what version were you thinking of?
1: Doesn't really matter to me. Uh I love them all. I know some of you maybe don't care for the studio version, but I, I like the, the voices from Bob Aspen's children and stuff like that. I think it's a scary song. One of the first metal songs <laughs> in uh, in history, maybe. I mean, it's uh, really heavy. And I loved it when I watched Kiss, uh, I don't know, is it a month now, uh, a month back? Uh, it was so heavy. Uh, uh, and my favorite Gene song, I think, of all time, even though it's a Paul song. So uh, uh, I'm really disappointed in you guys that you didn't give it a single point. It's a disgrace. <laughs> oh, my Lord. OK, but I had it in third place, actually. or in fourth place. I had it on my list.
0: <laughs> interesting. Very interesting. So, uh, Lonnie, your thoughts?
3: No, very good song. I mean, it, it was—it's it, a harder exercise than what you think to come come up with your favorite twenty Kiss songs, because you're getting down the seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. You're like, oh my gosh, how am I gonna, how how can I leave this song off? How can I leave that song off? Um, but you know, had I, had I composed this list on a different night, I might have flipped a coin and, and felt differently and had got a Thunder on mine. But I can see why Daniel has it so high. I mean, it is—it's such a classic his song. Obviously, and it's just a staple when you go see him live, and it is—and it—and it, and it works—and it just works by fantastic, like the classic Gene song. Yes. But Ken not have it on his list, Mister Gene.
1: <laughs> yes. explain Paul, yourself. Paul wrote. Paul that, wrote it so that, That's what, it what I'm curious it. about. Whole,
2: <laughs> yeah, he what, nixed it for that reason. <laughs> no, I, you
1: know, it—it
2: it was on my list and it went off list. I know it was on it uh, early. Um, and then I just started going crazy and, and, start and random songs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As you look <laughs> at my list, it's very random, <laughs> it's very gene heavy too, yes. it's, it is, um, but you know, it is what it is. I mean, if, and the other thing is it's, I think part of it is, uh, you know, I, I've lived and listened to God of Thunder since, you know, 77 or whatever, and I've heard it forever and i hear it forever in concerts and you know it's like i think it's just a matter of me a little bit tired of it and uh, there's a lot of other songs out there that i i i want to hear instead uh that they've done so that's what it comes down to
0: yeah that's a that's that's a good response to that i think that's a a lot of it for me as well i mean uh i i don't mind god of thunder in a live capacity like on the live albums i think they're they're good Uh, Even when I saw them, like, in the 2000s, I thought whenever they did play it, it sounded really cool. I cannot stand the Destroyer version of it. It just makes me want to pull my hair out. It's like Those stupid kids. Like, shut up. God, I can't stand here.
1: Damien, Damien.
0: They do not belong on a a song like that. Just just, just my opinion. Okay. So, I didn't vote for it. Uh, So... I don't think I voted for it. No, no. Okay, so <laughs> next up, uh, in the eighteenth place, we have a true classic amongst the Kiss fans, I'm sure, uh, and that is with twenty points. We have Parasite yeah. from Otter and Hell. Now, of course, this is an Ace Frehley classic, one of the earliest songs that he wrote for the band. You know, of course, you have you know Cold Gin before that, but Parasite is a very early song in his writing stage here. Uh, so, what do you think, Ken? Parasite. Twenty
2: points. Yeah, it was on my that's another one was on my list. It, it was on there for a short period of time and then I knocked it off with another song uh, from, not from that album. Because so, <laughs> so, I knew Daniel would pick it. No, that's that's not a reason. So um, of the
0: twenty of the twenty points. Sorry, Ken, you'll let you continue a second, but I'm just yeah, curious, yeah, Lonnie, who who were the people that voted for this?
3: Of the twenty points, Daniel gave it
2: fourteen and I gave it six. Okay. Okay. So continue, Ken. Yeah, and I give it zero, I guess <laughs> though. I think In it's, I, I, again, it should, it should be on here. Um, but it isn't, it just isn't on my list. I, I lo- actually, I love the song, but I love these other songs too. So it is what it is. <laughs>
3: Lonnie. I give it six points. I love the, I love that riff. I just love that. Ace really riff, And I, and I love the solo. Um, and I, you know, I, I had the song on Higher Than Hell and then I got um that Kiss My Ass home video mm. and it was and that and there was a live version of it on there. I guess it's from I guess it's from San Francisco seventy four maybe. Or yeah, black and white San Francisco mm. show. And it just sounds so heavy on there. I'm like, wow. And I, I always liked the song, but I fell in love with that song. Um, because of that "Kiss My Ass" home video, and I was about 14 years old seeing that for the first time. So, um, and I knew Daniel would have it high on his list because he's sung its praises multiple times on the show. So, Daniel, tell us why you have it at 14.
1: <laughs> I think you uh, had some uh, good comments there. It's all about the riff, I think. Uh, I think it's it's my favorite Ace Frehley song of, of all time. Um, and, Mark, you talked about Got To Choose was one of, of the first songs you learned to play on guitar. <clears throat> this one was one of my first songs. And you could make it sound so heavy and cool without being Ingvi yes. Um You know, uh, it's not just the main riff. I love uh, the part, you know, I think it's the bridge. Do-do-dee, do-do-dee, oh, yeah. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool as well. And as Lonnie said, <laughs> The solo. I know Ace Frehley often says that this is his favorite uh, Kiss solo. Uh, sometimes he forgets and, and says something else, but most of the time he says the the solo f- from Parasite is his favorite, and I do think it's a awesome, awesome solo. So I, I, I'm I'm glad it made the list. Yes,
0: it it is definitely a a very strong song from the Ace Frehley side of things, writing wise. And that would have been interesting to hear how it would have turned out if he actually would have tried to sing it back in the day. But I, I, I like it mm. with Gene singing it. I think, he has the, I think he has the right voice for it. And it gives it that kind of extra little edge and heaviness to it that it deserves. So next up in 17th spot with a whopping 21 points, we got a Paul Stanley classic. Come on and love me. Mm. So Lonnie, what, what are the, the votes on this?
3: It's 21 points from Lonnie, and that's why it <laughs> is 21 points. It, it appears on no one else's list but mine, but it's my favorite KISS song. I've said that multiple times on the show, that despite Revenge being my favorite KISS album, um, Come On and Love Me is my favorite KISS song. Hmm. Um, it's just a fun, it, It's to me, it just sums up what KISS is all about. It's just a fun song, um, cheesy lyrics, Paul Stanley singing, great guitar work. just great sound from that entire band when when i feel that band was like really hitting its stride the band was really hitting its stride more than anything else about that dress to kill era you know and then obviously a live comes out after that and they take off but to me come on love me just epitomizes everything that that kiss is about it's just it's just fun it's cheesy at the same time but it's also a great song um so it's my favorite kiss song it got 21 points and the rest of you don't really care about <laughs> actually I, I
0: i don't i that's not true for me i i really I'm like the song, and, and i, and I actually i'll say this on the the version that's on double platinum <clears> they have a kind of stripped down where there's more acoustic guitar in the mix than the original version and that to me shows how good that song is because even in a more stripped down acoustic guitar driven version of that song it's still a fantastic song and I've always thought it was like a pop masterpiece by Paul Stanley. What do, what do you think, uh, Daniel? What, what's your thoughts on this song?
1: I think Paul Stanley had a, quite a few songs that's pretty similar on Dress to Kill, and I love all of them. Uh, I think I've heard Come on and Love Me a bit more than the the rest of the... Well, you know, like room service and Lover All I Can. So I actually put Lover All I Can in uh, in uh, the twentieth position. Uh, I don't think it will make the list. But uh, and I had Come On and Love Me, but it dropped and it's down at twenty. It's it's my twenty-sixth favorite Kiss <laughs> song. So that's pretty good. I'd give it five out of five. You know, it's a awesome awesome song. 10?
2: Yeah, it's a great song. It barely missed my list. I mean, I chose it at one point. I know um, but uh, Yeah, it's, it's there's nothing wrong with it. It's, it is a great, you know, pop perfection type written song um, So I, I can see why at least one of us uh, Chose it, you know for the list
0: Yes, I agree um, Next up in the list And this is one that I was surprised actually made the list because I thought for sure that this era wouldn't be looked upon too favorably. Uh, But coming in at 24 points, we got Mr. Paul Stanley warming up the pipes at the beginning. Whoa! Mm -hmm. With the good old Heavens on Fire. Well, that's that's pretty good. Pretty good, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) So, Heavens on Fire is one of the songs that honestly... When I was younger, my sister got the 45. She brought it home and I put it on. I was like, Wow, what the hell is that? Like I was sitting there in her room listening to it over and over and over again, and it really hit hit me in all the right place. I thought it was cool, very catchy chorus. You know, the the production was pretty slamming for that time. So I, I've always been a <clears throat> excuse me. I've always been a fan of it. And uh, Lonnie, what is the breakdown of this song?
3: The breakdown of the 24 points is Mark with eight. And Daniel was 16. So Daniel, tell us why 16 points were
1: having on fire. Well, it was actually my number one song for a very long time, so it's dropped to number six now. Um, I've just heard so many times, but it was my ticket to kiss, you know. I remember hearing it in a tent when I was 10 years old and uh, it grabbed me immediately and uh, I never looked back. So that was what that's what made me a kiss fan so it's very important to me personally and it's a great nice. song nice
0: lonnie what, what's 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 the deal with you
1: well
3: i didn't
0: pick it but i uh <laughs> <laughs> what's the <deal>? i do <laughs> like Heaven's on fire <laughs> animalized
3: was one of the first albums i owned that i think i personally owned my brother had destroyer and creatures and i think the second album I owned, I, I think I I had Love Gun and I think I had Animalize. So Animalize is one of the first, one, one, you know, one of, still part of my introduction to Kiss, and Heaven's on Fire. Just, you know, I, I, I didn't know I'm, I'm still so, I was young listening to it. I didn't know Heaven's on Fire was a single or a, even a video or anything like that. But the song, you know, you you can you can tell what a good song is and what 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 some of the filler stuff is. And I was like, wow, that's really good. Um. You know, and I, I probably wore my my cassette tape out listening to to that. Like, re, you know, going mm-hmm. back and listening to "I've Had Enough" and listening to "Heaven's on Fire," just like one two punch mm-hmm. from Anvil I probably wore that cassette out. Anyway, it, was, <laughs> it was so good. So, no, I it, it was tough to keep that off my list. But Ken, can you have it on? You no, know, Ken, you do not have it on yours either.
2: I did not. So why it. not,
3: Ken? Hold you accountable. <clears throat> as well.
2: It's another one where I did have some uh, non-makeup hits on on the uh my list and i they just ended up being removed by a, another song i just inserted so it just is what it, it is um, it's another great song i'm not gonna you know lie about it it's just a song that maybe i've heard too much <laughs> and that's why it gets pushed down a little bit
0: yes I, I agree. This is usually what the, the reasoning behind these selections and where they appear. Now, in 15th spot, we have a song that has probably some of Gene Simmons' finest lyrical work ever, talking about a 92-year-old man, and we're talking about going blind at 24 <clears throat> points. Uh, we yes. know that uh, Daniel was secretly hoping for this one. Are you pleased with the result, Daniel? And what's the breakdown, Lonnie, with the votes?
3: Daniel with eight and Ken. Ken with 16. But Ken says in parentheses the unplugged version of Going Blind."
2: He's yeah. partial to that. They're all good, but yeah, that's the best one.
0: <laughs> yes. So, Daniel, what, what what what's your take?
1: Um, I guess it's sort of a ballad, but it's, uh, it's Still, is, it still works, uh, you know, when they play live in concert. Uh, and I think the vocals on this one uh, is just they're just great. I mean, one of the best sung songs by Gene. I mean, when you hear he his, can his, his still do to this day, he, he can sing it so much with, with emotion. And you know <laughs> the lyrics. I'm, I'm kind of strange at times, but uh, it's also a fun song to play uh, uh, on the guitar. Uh, so my favorite song of of Hotter Than Hell, but it it wasn't in the beginning. I think also MTV Unplugged was when I you know opened my eyes and, and saw this song. I hadn't really thought about it before that. And also I remember they that Kiss played it in '93 live. On that uh, you know, foundations forum show, and it hit me like, Whoa, can they do this song live? This good, uh, so it became a favorite pretty late for me, but uh, I love it.
0: Okay, so how about uh, Lonnie, what's your thought?
1: I like going blind, it's it, it's mm-hmm.
3: different. Um, I think I, I will echo what, what Daniel said, and Ken's probably going to say as well when he talks about it, because he didn't specify that he likes that unplugged version. <laughs> it was kind of a throwaway for me for a long time until MTV Unplugged came out, um, and I actually just...
1: I, I just have Go to ahead. say one thing. I, th- I don't think it was MTV Unplugged that changed my mind. It was that time they played it on MTV. Just Paul. Paul and Gene in, um, remember
2: They're sitting on oh, stools, yeah. most wanted, right?
1: Most wanted. I remember that. Now. Yeah, oh, that sorry. was that sorry. was really cool. <clears throat> so, yeah. good. No, um,
3: but I, I think I got a greater appreciation for it um, from MTV, um, MTV unplugged. It was more of a throwaway for me for a long time until then. Same thing with Coming Home, which was a tough one to leave off on my list too. Because if I if I were to vote with for Coming Home, I would have said the MTV unplugged version as well, because that's another song that was just kind of a throwaway song off of of higher Than Hell for me for a long time. And now you know it, it's higher, it's much higher on my list because I really. I really like that
2: song but but ken ken gives it 16 points so tell us why yeah yeah i just think it's a great song and like daniel said it's, it's a it's different or maybe you said it on is you know it's a different type of kiss song it's not your standard kiss song it's not necessarily a about it's kind of a ballad it's, uh, if you go on hotter than hell it's kind of like a power ballad in a way um but then when it became unplugged and and like daniel said that i guess it was most wanted i i remember watching it on tv when they play i was like wow this is just just the two of them playing uh this song was just amazing and then their harmonies you know uh it, it was just like wow this is just new life into the song so yes i've you know ever since then more so uh, i i've loved it and then unplugged they did it there and that was great too so always loved it. It's going to be high on my list.
0: Fantastic. So that was number 15 in our list. Coming in at number 14 is another Ace Frehley classic. Ooh. I mean, his first classic. In fact, we're talking about Cold Gin. So we know that uh, this one is going to be high amongst us Ace Freely fans. Uh, I'm not sure what I did with my vote on this. But I know I really loved that song. In fact, I was thinking about covering it once for one of my records as part of a bonus track. Uh, I haven't done that one yet. I've done many Kiss songs, but not that one yet. And one day I will get around to uh, Cold Gin. But Cold Gin, 24 points. Lonnie, what's the breakdown of the uh, voting on this?
2: Someone had high, and oh, no, Lonnie's Lonnie. frozen, oh. and oh, no. Lonnie's <laughs> gone. So so much Lonnie for the breakdown. Is... <laughs>
0: So the breakdown is not gonna be present here.
2: You can say um, hopefully... if, if you voted for it, you could say you because I know. I did not uh, vote for that one, believe it or not.
0: So, did you vote for this one,
1: Daniel? Yes, I did. Number 12 on my list. Um, ah. Once again, a true fraley classic. Once again, a great riff, m- much like Parasite. And uh, I just never get tired of this one. And i uh, think it works well live as well and even though audiences might not know the song they always get into it uh, somehow so so it, it has something you know it, it has that something special
0: and and according to my list which i finally found here i gave it a uh, number eight eight points hmm. on here for for it as
2: well so <clears throat>
0: obviously i had it pretty high up on my list. So what about you, Ken? what what's your feelings on cold? You know, Gin? It's,
2: it's a great song. It's one way, you know, <laughs> more favorite songs, but it's again, not on the list, but, uh, it, it's a classic that, you know, it sometimes does need to be played live, um, to appreciate it more, um, than it is on the, you know, the first album, for instance, it, it is better live. So, um, uh, mm-hmm. and then they do their little choreography, Uh, They used to do with that song, too, so that that always helped on the live version. But, yeah, great song. I I don't have any, you know, reasons to say it shouldn't be, but uh, it wasn't on my uh, 2021 list. Yes.
0: So coming in at number 13, we have our next song. Now, this is one that's a little bit up the uh, discography. It's not part of the first three albums. And of course, there's another Paul Stanley song. In the morning, I hold my... So it's I Want You from Rock and Roll Over. Uh, This comes in with 25 points. Uh, I'm going to check here really quickly if I voted for it and I did not vote for it at all. So who amongst us here voted for it? Did you vote for it, Daniel? And did you vote for it? Let's see. Daniel, let's start with you.
1: Number 17 on my list. Uh, I fell in love with this song when I when they played it as an encore during the Hot in the Shade tour. I got a hold of those Detroit concerts and just hearing that encore on the Hot in the Shade tour was uh, mind-blowing. Uh, and that was when I rediscovered the song and it's always been a favorite uh, ever since.
0: Great. So let's go over to Lonnie, since we have Lonnie back here. We are on I Want You. Mm -hmm. So I think you might have missed out on Cold Gin. Want to give you a quick thought on Cold Gin?
3: Um, Cold Gin received votes from... Hold on, I'm pulling back the spreadsheet back up Mm -hmm. here. But Cold Gin received votes from Mark with 14 and Daniel with 10 for the 24 um uh, cold gin's good song i love the <clears throat> riff on it i love the riff on it just kind you know very very ace fairly like with the riff um very stamp very what makes an ace fairly song an ace fairly something just so just riff heavy than anything else um but definitely but definitely great but definitely great song um i want you i want you just work so well live and i wish that the band could still play it live and you know We've all seen the band live recently or, or heard the band live recently. And unfortunately with um the band in their seventies now, it just it just doesn't have it doesn't have and I think the band knows it just wouldn't have it just wouldn't work anymore. Um, but when they did bring it back like in 03 and 04, and they were playing it again, like, oh it was so cool because what it was so cool because it was just a different song in the set list for crying out loud yeah. they were playing the same damn thing for years mm-hmm. and years and years during the reunion tour. Um, the fact that they just had one different song in 03 when they came through there was was, was, that was satisfying enough for me. Um, I Want You is very high on Ken's list with 20 points. And, uh. it's, and it's on Daniel's list as well with five points. But, um, you know, we, we talk about first impressions of the band and last seen impressions of the band. And I know, you know, Ken, your first impression of the band was rock, rock and roll over. Hence why it, it's so high on yours. That's definitely understandable.
2: Absolutely. sound. Um, yeah. So, yeah, for me, it was number two on my list um, for those reasons. One of the reasons is, well, it's a great song, first of all. Uh, it starts off, you know, acoustic, and, and then it comes in and blasts you in the face after that. Um, um, and that is the song that when I was over at my friend's house, he says, listen to this. He put it on and th- that's what started it all for me um, he put it on and you know again the acoustic and then it kicks in i was like what and i like what is that you know this is this is you know really interesting and it's cool um and uh it turned out to be you know rock and roll over the beginning of rock and roll over and it's like ever since then uh i was uh, you know been hooked so um and that was you know long back in 1977 so um great song, always like it, always want to hear it. Best version for me is on uh, Rock and Roll Over.
0: Nice, nice. So, next up is our number 12 selection, and this song got 25 points, and it's not a big surprise, in my opinion. It is one of their more popular singles, I think, overall, and uh, uh, even considering that it's coming from a record that I despise, personally, oh. uh, i I'm, I'm not surprised that it's as high as it is, because I'm pretty sure I even voted for it, and that is Shout It Out Loud. Mm-hmm. So uh, what's the breakdown with this one?
3: It's the first song that all four of us have on our list.
2: Wow.
3: Uh, Mark with one point, Daniel with one point, um, Ken with 19, and I have it for four. All four of us voted for Shout It Out Loud for the total of
1: 25 points.
0: Fantastic. So let's start with Daniel. What's your thoughts on Shout It Out Loud?
1: I don't know what's left to say about shout out loud it, it's just a classic kiss song mm, i like the uh, you know gene and paul taking turns singing it, it has always worked perfectly live uh, still to this day um they did it during the non-makeup era at least towards the revenge era and it was awesome and in the beginning of course it was great as well and uh, just one of those songs that you can't you know, uh, stay stay away from because it grabs you. Uh, it's a perfect party song.
0: Very nice, Lonnie.
1: Yeah, if
0: you're gonna have a, a greatest
1: hits of, of Kiss, shout it out loud has to be
3: included. It's it's just a staple song. You you look forward to it when 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 you go and see the band live. It, it has to be played and usually played pretty early on just to get the crowd fired up and 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 going. So I mean, it's it's. It's it's four on it's it, I gave gave it four points but I mean it, it, I I couldn't leave it off my list for those reasons
0: exactly
2: and Ken yeah I've always loved this uh song and it's it's the anthem that I haven't gotten sick of
0: <laughs> yet I mean <laughs> very well said
2: it was kind of trying to redo it uh, you know rock and roll all night um do another anthem and I think they hit they hit it you know the nail on the head on the head there with this one um you know the especially with you know the always love the trade-off you know vocals uh, between between gene and paul because you don't get a lot of that Uh, but whenever it happens it's it's really a special thing and they should have done a lot more of it in my opinion (laughs) on, Mm -hmm. on songs but they didn't so great song catchy like daniel said great party song for sure
0: absolutely so now we're at an interesting point in the list. We're at number 11. So the last song before we hit the top 10, uh, this song is uh, a fav- one of my favorite songs for sure. And it comes from my favorite non-makeup album, Asylum. And I'm very happy that it got as high as it did at, at the number 11 position. And with 28 points, we have King of the Mountain. So Lonnie, what's the mm-hmm. breakdown with King of the Mountain?
3: Breakdown of King of the Mountain is Mark with 17. And Daniel with
2: eleven for the twenty-eight points. Asylum guys.
0: Yep. Yeah, So Daniel, further thoughts on King of the Mountain. Uh,
1: perfect song. Um, I, love, I love the intro by Eric. Car- I always liked the drum intros on Kiss songs, like I Love It Loud and and, uh, and this one. They um, didn't do it too often, uh, but the drum intro and of course Paul's vocals. Uh, I like the lyrics, especially when you were a teenager. Um, I'm just sad they didn't do it a whole lot live. They tried it a few times, and then they never played it again. Yeah. So that's uh, really uh, bad. Yeah. Lonnie, any reason why you
0: didn't pick this? Because um, it's 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 tough
3: picking your favorite 21 Kiss songs. That's why I didn't pick it. Um, but I like King. Of, I like King of the Mountain, and I and I knew it would be represented well by by several members of the panel. Um, but it, it's good. I, I like I like working out to King of the Mountain. It's a good get you fired up, tight song, and really get your blood pumping and, and get you going. But just couldn't crack my top twenty one, unfortunately.
0: Yes, Ken.
2: Yeah, I hate the song. No, not really. It's, wow. it's great. No,
0: <laughs> it's,
2: no. I love the song. It's it's a, it's a good, <laughs> great song, like Daniel was saying with the drum intro and all that. Um, you know, it's one of those, actually that, well, Asylum didn't even make my list, believe it or not, um, uh, any song from there. Though it almost did, I think it fell off the list again. But, uh, yeah, I, I can see why it's been, it's chosen. It's a great leadoff song on that album really good hard rocking tune, um, always good to hear it, so, um, yeah, nothing to say bad about it.
0: All right, so now we're coming into the top ten, and now coming in at number ten, with 33 points, is a song that I remember the very first time I heard this song, I was like, whoa, that guitar riff is fucking really heavy, and then I realized, that it was also the entrance music for one of my favorite wrestlers in ecw at the time named taz and he used to come in all the time to the ring with war machine uh, and i love that song and i always thought it was a really cool heavy song you know what a way to close off creatures of the night so what's the breakdown for this Lonnie?
3: well mark despite you loving the song you gave it zero points And <laughs> <That's> too <laughs> good <laughs> ranked at the highest at 17, <laughs> Ken with five,
2: and well, B with
3: 11.
0: Well, there you go. See, I mean, <laughs> that just goes to show you that we can change where our positions of the songs are day to day, right? It's true. So let let let's start this time off with Lonnie. What what what's your thoughts on War Machine? So
3: I I have War Machine with 11, well I went through my list. I I love I love the song like for the same reason as Marco's song, but I I just love that guitar with how it, how, how i love how dark that song is how heavy it is and the lyrics and i always said if i was a major if i would have i always said when i was a kid if i was grew up to be a major league baseball player you know like every baseball player they always come up to like a little little theme music when they come up that would have been you know it's like a game me and my brothers always play we still play this to this, to this day like what, what song would you come up to if you were you know a major league baseball player i, I always answer that i would come up to war machine <laughs>
0: um
3: so I, I, I think it, I think it's perfect and you know I can see what you know I remember when Taz used to come out to, to war machine as well back in the ECW days. So it, it's, it's one of my favorite songs and I, I'm pleased that um, in 04 they brought it back into the set list and it's basically remained there almost ever since. So um, I, 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 I really like the song so I, it's definitely one of my favorites.
0: Okay, let's go to Ken.
2: Yeah, it's on my list. Definitely. Um, I think, you know, it could have been higher on my list, but I I think there's no rhyme or reason to (laughs) almost (laughs) to my what order I had to have them. And well, there is a rhyme or reason, but some of it isn't, but it is what it is. Um, but yeah, classic. First time I heard that when I first got creatures, I, I was like, this is just an awesome riff, you know, cool song, you know, and then they had the tank and all that kind of stuff to go with the war machine. You know, it was just—it's just a classic song, and I—I I can see why they still play it live. So, great, great
1: song. Yes, Daniel. Number five for me, and uh, you guys said it all. I mean, I agree with everything you said. But uh, if you could take some time away from watching baseball and wrestling, <laughs> you would have known—you would have known that it was the. <laughs> <laughs> song for thomas holmstrom one of the wingers in detroit uh, red wings during the 90s when he stepped up on the ice you know the starting oh, really? lineup he had war machine
0: oh really eh?
1: intro song yeah Interesting. Oh, i didn't
0: know that very interesting i that's, that's a good point see some we, you can always pick up some good quiz uh, material here off of this show so thank you daniel <laughs> for that little bit of kiss trivia there Okay, so next up, we have the number nine song. So now we're getting to the really meat and potatoes of the list. Um, this song has 35 points. It's on the second album, Hotter Than Hell. And it was a song that I really liked the first time I heard it. Uh, it was even on their original demo that they did. But my favorite version of this song is actually on a live three. I really love the way they played this on a live three. And that's watching you.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So, what's the breakdown with this, Lonnie?
3: Watching you breakdown is Mark with twelve, Ken with eighteen, and me with five. So, Ken, very high on your
2: list. Yeah, yes. th- this is the one that you know. I had. I was thinking of a song from Hotter in Hell. I wanted to pick. You know, I, I was trying not to pick more than one or two songs. You know, from from the albums. So. Um, I think Parasite was on it, then I was like, oh, no, and then, I, I love watching you, I love hearing watching you, I love loved it when I saw it, I think when, uh, you know, Rock the Nation tour, um, they came around and was doing it then, I was like, I was so surprised they were doing it, it's like, wow, this is awesome, you know, uh, classic, cool riff by Gene, uh, you know, well-written song, and, uh, yeah. we're watching you you're watching us and that sort of stuff so it it was cool i love it
0: yes lonnie
2: um
3: very good song. i i love the live one version it's my favorite song it was my favorite go-to version of it i i just love the way that 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 riff just starts off the second side of of a live one um it's it's so you know it's so good And, and they played on the reunion tour for a little while too um, and they 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 played when they played here, and I was really enjoyed it. Um, love 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 Gene singing that song. Um, heard him play it live several times, so it's it's just it's classic yes.
1: Uh Daniel. Zero points for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because I have a kind of a love hate relationship to this song. Mm. Uh, when the Revenge tour ended. Uh, we all knew that live 3 was coming out and looking at the set list, you know uh, war machine uh, parasite uh, tears are falling oh my i can't wait to hear what these songs sound like live with this lineup on a live 3 and none of the songs made the album and instead they put watching you on the album and i felt it was just such a throwaway because they already had the perfect (coughs) version on Alive 1 uh, yeah. they didn't need to do it once again and why did they leave off like tears of falling war machine uh, they weren't on Alive 2 or 1 so I always kind of hated the song just because of that but I guess it's a pretty good song interesting
0: interesting uh, interesting reason to not like a song to have a love-hate with it again some interesting information Daniel thank you for that um, number eight now, here's one that I think is going to be absolutely no surprise to anybody. Maybe somebody might think that it should have been higher up in the list, but I think it's about right, in my opinion. Let's see what you guys think when we get to this one. At 35 points, we have one of Paul Stanley's true gems, the one that he wrote on the airplane coming back from Japan, and we're talking about Love Gun. So, what's the breakdown for Love Gun?
3: Love Gun is Mark with 15, Daniel with 12, lonnie with eight and Ken with
0: zero no love oh, come on. <laughs> Boo. all right so let's go those. to the band who gave it, it zero why the zero ken
2: so i've heard it so you know again it's it's like <laughs> i've heard it so many times yes it's a great song uh and i probably like you know i'd like to hear it in concert but it's, it's just I, I'm tired of it and you know, when I was thinking of songs I wanted on my list to hear or, but on the list I chose oh man I'm tired of it
3: get off my lawn get, on, get yeah, off
2: my lawn that's list. about it yeah <laughs> Get love going off my lawn you know so yeah you know come on it's a great song it's just not it's just barely off my list really um just like the other song will I'm sure come to <laughs> um um It's just, I don't know. It's a great song. That's all I can say. It's not on my list, and it is, again, what it is. Yes. I think I I hit more on, you know, Gene songs. I was, you know, know, that I tend to lean towards, you know.
0: Yes, that's true. So, Lonnie. Uh, Welcome
3: to Classic Kiss again. You know, and I think that's going to be a theme, I think, moving forward with a lot of these songs is paul stanley really at his best like i remember like uh like when sonic boom and monster were coming out like paul saying like i couldn't write a song like love gun again if you put a you know literally put a gun to my head i mean it's 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 so good i i love it when they play it live and the fireworks that coincide with it um it's just great it's just one it's one of those songs it's the reason why we love this why we love this band
0: daniel
1: yeah it's just a classic kiss tune but uh in later years, I really enjoyed... <laughs> have you seen that clip from from the movie Role Models, when a guy explains oh. how smart Paul Stanley is yes. yes. for when he wrote that song? Uh, I don't know how, how you can sing it. I mean, if English was my first language and you sang Love Gun like that, doesn't it seem kind of strange to you? Uh, if I would translate it into <laughs> Swedish and I would have one of the biggest... Bands over here singing that in Swedish, I would kind of wow. But when it's your second language, it it doesn't work like that. But <laughs> like just yeah. belting out "Love Gun" all the time, ah, it's kind of kind of fun.
0: <laughs> Interesting. Well, that that's another example of how sometimes a meaning of a word in one language is something different or looked at differently in, a, in another language. So. A very, very interesting. See, we always learn something fascinating with Daniel with these kind of little informational bits here. Um, coming in at number seven is a Gene Simmons song, believe it or not. Uh, and this is a song that I've always loved. Uh, I, I always think of the Three Stooges uh, when I think of this song for some reason. Uh, well, I'll explain. But uh, my favorite version of this, or actually not my favorite, but one of my favorite versions of it is when they did Sonic Boom and they did the, that CD of the re-recordings of it. Mm-hmm. I actually didn't mind. It's no this, one's
3: favorite version
0: of it. No, no, but that's not my favorite. <laughs> but it's, it's, one, it it's a version I didn't actually mind because it, it, because they used more modern gear. It, it sounded a little bit more, give it a bit more of a heavier edge to it from the original. Now, the reason why I think of Three Stooges is because In one of the Three Stooges uh, segments, they have a thing where it's like calling Dr. Fine, calling Dr. Howard. So that reminded me right away of Dr. Love. And I think that's what also inspired Gene Simmons to write, calling Dr. Love. So what's the breakdown for this?
3: Breakdown, Mark has it really high on his list with 16. As does Ken with 17. I gave it 3, and Daniel gave it 0.
0: Ooh, Whoa. No love for Doctor Love. No love. Okay, let's go to Daniel. What, what's <laughs> going on here?
1: Ah, it's uh, it's a kind of a cool song, but I don't think it has anything that really stands out. You know, it's like a simple four chord song. Uh, but some people like it that way. I prefer like you know, Parasite, cool riff, uh, or Cold Gin, a cool riff, or War Machine, or God of Thunder. Actually, when I look at my list. They're really riff. Uh, um, how should I say this? Riff centric. Yeah, riff centric. Uh, uh, all of the top ten are riff centric. So I guess that's one issue for me when it's all chords through the whole song. Uh, but but it's a cool song. All right,
0: Lonnie.
3: <laughs> Calling Doctor Love. It's good. I I uh, I have it on my list. It's cool. I I really like Aces guitar solo on it. And I just think that Mm -hmm. that Love Gun version of it works so well that, you know, it's good when they play it live. But I think that it's one of the it's one of the Kiss songs that they really got it right on the studio record, where, you know, a lot of these songs, we talk about, Oh, I really like this version. Oh, I really like that version. Um, What do
1: you mean the Love Gun version?
3: I do like the Love Gun version.
1: No, you mean the Rock and Roll Over no, version? No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry,
3: calling Doctor Kiss. <laughs> oh, I got, all you have have
1: are you on? as we go? Get I got, out a get out I,
2: got I, kiss, right
3: I got I got a lot going on <laughs> to get with. Um, call, no calling Doctor Love is the song I was thinking of. They really got it right on on Rock and Roll Over. Um, it just sounds sounds good on there. Like we're talking about, oh, I like yeah. this version of watching New Live or Oh, I like Going Blind this version, but the studio version of, of "Calling Doctor Love," but Ace's guitar solo is is
2: perfection, really. Yeah, Ken. Well, Gene perfected the song. You know, he did "Bad Bad Lovin'" and all these other <laughs> songs. And he finally yeah. got it down to you know "Calling Doctor Love," and and I, I you know, sometimes, uh, Dan, you say riffs, but it's it's such a great simple riff that's catchy. Yeah. That that works. I I don't know that that works for me. I like both type types of riffs. Uh, if a riff is a you know a good riff, it's a, it's good. But um, yeah, the solo like the solo is just one of the one of the best uh, Ace Frehley solo you know solos on record. It's just a fantastic solo, and that's what always stood out to me um, at the you know when I first heard it. So, and it's one of it's probably my first favorite song when i got into kiss so that's another reason why it's really so high
0: yeah that that guitar solo actually i think was voted as probably one of the best kiss guitar solos of all time it was in the top five i know for sure of this one list yeah. yeah definitely now we're on to number six so we're one away from the top five uh this song is just an absolute barn burner i love this song it's a great opening song um it's on an album that had quite a bit of difficulty being made uh who knows who played on what uh i think we know who played the solo on this song i think it was robin ford i believe it was they said i don't remember uh or steve ferris but uh we're talking about at 46 points we're talking about creatures of the night
3: yeah
2: steve ferris was that yeah
0: steve ferris so what's the breakdown for creatures
3: Creatures of the Night, Mark with 11, Daniel with 19, I have it with 16. Ken, no love for Creatures of the
0: Night. Oh my God! See, this is this is typical uh, uh hate for Paul Stanley when it's you when you're saying that you I just hate. Uh, when when um, when you keep accusing us of hate of Gene Simmons, <laughs> you're 13. showing your hate of Paul Stanley here. So let's go to let's go to Ken.
2: Yeah, it's, I, well, first of all, I knew you guys all would choose that, so I thought it's going to get on the list, so I'm going to do, put one of my songs that I like ah. on the list, uh, so, <laughs> I mean, that's part of the reason, actually, there's another song that I'm surprised I didn't put on my list, that's another Paul Stanley song, a lead-off song for the next album, um, that I like better than Creatures of the Night, I, I like Exciter better than Creatures of the Night. it's just me, but, uh that's what i would have put in over creatures of the night but it didn't make the list yeah i got a lot of gene heavy gene stuff going on here
0: yes daniel um, for me it's
1: the heaviest paul stanley song of all time i think um maybe in competition with uh, i've had enough into the fire and one or two exciter is a heavy one as well um, uh, i uh, enjoy this one the studio version Perfect. And the Alive 3 version I think is a great one as well. So just perfect heavy Paul Stanley song. Yes. Lotting.
3: Well, I love creatures. I just I just love the drum intro and the guitar just screeching in and it's it's so dark, so heavy. I was so glad when they brought it back when they were playing in Vegas back in fourteen and it was the first time they had played it in so long. Um I just love the song. Paul Stanley's vocals are just incredible on it. Um, the band just sounds great Eric's drumming it's just, it's, it's just fantastic So it, it, and I had to rank it really high
0: great we're on to the top 5 these are the top 5 songs that we picked for this list so coming in with 49 points we have and Ken will be very happy to hear this a Gene Simmons masterpiece uh, and, and one of the rare songs from the 1990s that we have on this oh, okay. high of the list here. Oh, and of course, oh. it was written by another great songwriter, Mr. Vinnie Vincent, uh, and that song is Unholy. So what's the breakdown for Unholy?
3: So Unholy gets 19 points from Mark, seven from Daniel, three from Ken, and 20 from me. I, knew, it behind, I
2: knew Lonnie's would have be the top one. Man.
3: Oh, yeah. You <laughs> he knew it'd be in my top five at least for sure. Oh, yeah. It's actually my number two. Um, so all five of us voted for Unholy. I mean, no, no surprise that I have Unholy so high on my list. As much as I talk about Revenge on this show and how much I love Revenge, well, how can I love Revenge so much and not have the best song, arguably from Revenge, is, um, near at the top of my list? Unholy's fantastic. It's a fantastic songwriting from Gene and Vinny. Um, for you know, the Everything about it is great. It was just Kiss returning back to a darker, more metal-type band. Um, the video for it, just everything about that song, it just just makes it stand out. Um, when uh, if I if I play that for someone, they're they're surprised that it is Kiss yeah, because they they have a much different opinion of what Kiss is. That it's very poppy and anthemic, that it's not dark and and dirty and heavy and and just screeching the way it is and it's gene singing too because most people have um you know although gene is the most popular kiss song there is but um most people have paul stanley's vocals in mind when they think about kiss as well especially you know someone my age who grew up in the 80s so um unholy for me undoubtedly um near the top of my list all right
0: daniel
1: um yeah um i have to second Lonnie there um Perfect comeback song for Kiss. Unfortunately, it was. Uh, they didn't really have another song or invention that was this good. They had a few good ones, Take It Off and so on, but uh, this was just 10 out of 10. Uh, unfortunately, it never translated really to a live setting. Uh, I don't think I've ever heard a great sounding version of Unholy Live. I thought it would work real well for Gene when he did it as the demon because it's really a demon song. It's like his yeah. God of Thunder of the 90s, um, but uh, he can't really sing it that well live. One of the few times a like, Kiss song is much better in the studio than live. I think uh, mo- most of the songs become better. They become better live, but, but this just he, he never nailed it live vocally.
0: It, it is it is a song that he has a hard time singing in that register live yeah because in the studio you can go and you can double track it you can triple track and make it sound really big oh, and yeah. full in that lower voice and he doesn't have a powerful voice at that l- register that's why when he no. sings it you, whenever he goes up higher he's much more stronger a singer but he he, he i agree with you 150 percent he could not sing this one as good live as he did in studio but still it's a fantastic song ken
2: yeah it's on my list um it's yeah I, I agree it's not live yeah i've never heard of a good live version or a great live version of it um i've seen it live you know on the revenge tour and, and so on maybe the best version was i'm gonna guess i can't remember now for sure they must have done it in the stone um that may have been the only time it was really good is <laughs> when you know the very first show of their you know promotion tour for yeah. for revenge um and then after that he probably thought oh i can't keep singing like that my voice is gonna blow yeah. or something like that so it's it's a great song it deserves to be on the list um you know and the last maybe one of their last great heavy songs that they ever did
0: right so that was our number five song we're in those tail end of the list now and coming in with 50 points another opener of an album and another paul stanley classic song we're talking about i stole your love Mm -hmm. so what's the breakdown for i stole your love
3: all four of us voted for i stole your love i gave it 14 ken gave it seven daniel nine and mark with 20 points for i stole your love (laughs)
0: Yes, I'm definitely a big fan of the song, it's one of the songs that I enjoy playing on guitar still to this day, sometimes when I'm sitting here, you know, waiting for something to, you know, what if I'm saving something or if I'm rendering something or working on something, I'll just pick up the guitar and find myself just playing, I've always loved that opening riff, so, Uh, great song. Let's go over to Ken. What, what's your thoughts on I Stole Your Love?
2: Yeah, I was going to say, you could probably play it while you're waiting for the S- Sam Loomis download to finish. You know, yes. yes. Yeah. Ken,
3: Ken um, plays it while he's waiting for us to buy stuff to come in the mail.
2: That's right. <laughs> I've been playing it forever, too. <laughs> it's <laughs> broke the strings, even. No. Um, yeah, I Still Your Love, one of the greatest lead-off songs ever on on a Kiss, uh... On the Kiss album, um, so I, I love it just like I love you know I I want you, you know two two albums in a row they had some great well there's so many great leadoff songs on all their albums I mean it's just a it's pretty pretty amazing but I stole your love it always ranked up high for me I thought it's one of Paul's best written songs.
0: Daniel,
1: I think I discovered this one um, on one of the long form of the videos I think they had a version from Houston '77. Yeah. On uh, I, I don't remember which one it was, or so if it was extreme close-up or uh, exposed or uh, whatever. Uh, but I just seen that version, and this is a song that really works live. Uh, the studio version is great, but live, this is one of my all-time favorite songs, so I'm glad it made the, the, the list this high. Funny.
3: Yeah, talk about a song that really works live, but a song they never play live, and it, it's very disappointing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they've they've e- even going back to '96 on the reunion tour, they've they've barely touched the song live um, since then. It's and, and to me, it's a, it's a real shame because it does work so well live. It is such a great a great Kiss song, a great opener to, to Love Gun. I mean, I mean we I think we all voted it higher than than Love Gun itself um, on our list is how much we all and how much we all like the song. So you know can't say enough good things about about that it's it's definitely one of my favorites
0: absolutely true number three we are here with 57 points and a song that you know people would be surprised i voted this song so high but you know not really because i've always said before i didn't have an issue with this song before it is of course another paul stanley penned classic uh you know I love the live versions of this song much better than the studio version. We're talking about Detroit Rock City. Hmm. And what's the breakdown for this, Lonnie?
3: It's funny you mentioned Mark because (laughs) Mark gives gives it 18 points. I gave it 19 points. Dano gives it 20 points. And Ken because Detroit Rock City zero points.
1: What the
0: your <laughs> <Pure laughs> hatred toward Paul Stanley just can't stand. <laughs> well, Detroit Rock mentioned... City
3: does not crack Ten Ken's top twenty, but songs like Naked City, The Oath, <laughs> and All Hells Breaking Loose somehow manage to squeeze their way on Ken's list. Wow. And well... Explain yourself. <laughs> wow this is i crazy. know
2: i mean you mentioned it to me i was like how the hell did that fall off my list
3: I, I messaged but it it, it
2: was an that one was a definite accident um
3: i mentioned i messaged ken during the week and i said yeah i'm throwing your list has no credibility at all <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah yeah i mean hey it is you know whatever uh but detroit rock city yeah great song it should be on my list it was on my list i overrode it with something else and then i didn't for some reason, I didn't notice that I you knocked overrated. it off and it fell off. You
3: overrode it with the
2: oath. Uh, my o- list was in a like different that. order originally because I was expecting it <laughs> us to go a different way and whatever. It fell off. It, it you know. So I said, I said, ah, we'll just go without it. But you know, I know it's going to be up there anyway. So what, yeah. the, what the heck? It's so. still number three. Great it's song. It, yeah, it it deserves to be in the top ten. No, no doubt. Uh, that's a, it should be in my top 10 technically but it isn't
1: <laughs> yes. oh well
0: all right so let's go to daniel
1: yeah it's just a perfect song you know note for note um uh the lyrics uh the solo even though it's a simple one it's one of the few solos that you know the crowds sing along to uh, I actually like the production on this one on, on uh, Destroyer. I think it sounds pretty, pretty good on, on Destroyer. Uh, I could do without the intro, you know, yeah. the car. Uh, but the first time you hear it with the car, I think it's kind of cool, but then you get tired of it. Yeah. And even though it's been played, I guess almost every KISS concert throughout the, the years, I'm still haven't grown tired of it. And I think it's because it's a pretty, there's so many variations in the song and different riffs and um, all kind of stuff going on. And I, I love the drums. Actually, I prefer the way Eric Singer drums to this song uh, with you know the double bass yeah. instead of, of Peter Chris's version. Uh, awesome song.
0: Lonnie, no,
3: I love it. Um, I. Um... It probably like the first Kiss song I ever heard. My brother had had Destroyers. May, may have been the first Kiss song I ever, actually ever heard. Um, absolutely love it. Always look forward to it in, in concert. Like the annual said, I mean, I I, I, mean, I played it at every concert price since 1976. But I, I still can't get enough of it, and I look forward to it whenever I go see the band live. Look, always look forward to hearing the song, you know. And you guys have talked about oh, you know, one of the first songs I've learned how to play on guitar. I mean, It's one of the first songs I learned how to play on the guitar, and like my guitar teacher and I, would, like, would practice the solo, and we'd have like the, the Paul Stanley Ace Frehley thing going on, mm-hmm. like as we're as we're doing it, you know. And it's like, how freaking cool is this playing it, you know? Like, and just a new student of guitar, and I'm, I hardly talk about playing guitar on the show because I really really suck, but um, probably because I don't have fucking time. But anyway, that's another story. <laughs> but um, actually, I I but I love the song. I can't get enough of it. So it's it's definitely hot on my list.
0: Nice so we are on to the last two songs of the list
1: i'm taking a wild guess can it be black diamond and deuce maybe so Mm. let's
0: see (laughs) number two at 66 points is a song that our leader captain always talks about Mm -hmm. as his favorite song of all time yes and if he was here he would be voting it for sure as his number one song and I'm sure it's going to be ranking very high with all of us. And that is Deuce with 66 points. What is the breakdown, Lonnie?
3: Breakdown for 66 for Deuce is Mark with 13, Ken with 15. I give it 17. And Daniel gives it 21, his favorite kiss song. Yeah.
0: Wow. OK, so let's go over to Daniel, then.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I really don't like the Sudi version uh, on the first really? album. I never cared for it. So uh, I didn't really listen to this one until Alive 3. On Alive 3, it was given new life, mostly through Eric Singer's great drumming, uh, but also <laughs> Bruce Kulick Bruce uh, did some tasteful guitar work on that song. Yeah. And I always go to that version. Uh, that's my favorite version, the Alive 3 version. I think it's Alive 1 is great as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, that that's awesome as well. But when I heard the Alive 3 version, uh, when I looked back, it became one of my favorite songs. Uh, maybe Creatures of Night could be number one or Detroit Roxette, Uh but this week it was Deuce.
0: Nice. So let's go over to Ken.
2: Yeah, I mean, without a doubt, this is one of their greatest songs and one of Gene's best ever songs. Um still people wonder like what's a deuce <laughs> what are they doing? What are they doing? but you know um it's 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 just a great song that's why they keep playing it you know just like detroit rock city um they, they they'll play that forever in concert until they hang it up you know they'll be playing. in, five, this song. in, in 10 years in 10 years at the never-ending tour a never-ending tour, <laughs> a never-ending tour. <laughs> trademark yeah. that um so uh, yeah, Deuce is is heavy, and I agree with Daniel that it's yeah, it's another one of those songs that live is the way you want to hear it. Uh, there's a lot of songs on the first album that are that way, where all of those are are better on their live versions too. So great song.
0: Yeah, Lonnie. Um, I
3: love Deuce. I really do. It is one of my favorites, and I. I like it when they open with Detroit Rock City, but I always feel like Do should always be the opener. I think I think it works so perfectly as an opener, the curtain drop, and it's just, it's just fitting for it. I, I I love it as an opener. I love the song period. I love the energy that the band gives off when they're playing it live, and even the, the cheesy and corny dance that they do at, at the end of it together. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to you want to talk about you want to hear a, a rise from the crowd. You know, they do that little swaying thing. The crowd cheers really loud every single time they do it. So that's why they keep doing it for, for nearly 50 years. So
0: um,
3: lo- love the song. Love the riff. It's, it's classic, Kiss. Yes. It's why we're here.
0: Agreed. Now, we are at number one. And it's ironic that when we get to this song, that the main singer of this song, has not been represented at all in this list True. until we get to this song right here. And, you know, it's interesting that while Paul Paul starts this song, you know, it's Mr. Peter Chris who really nails this song perfectly. And whether it's on the first album or whether it's on a live or any of the following concerts that they do, that they play the song on, it's always been my favorite Kiss song of all time. And I think that a lot of us here could probably echo that. That's really high up on our list. Maybe not your favorite, but it's one, it is one—it is my favorite. I mean, just that opening. Out on the streets for a living. I've always loved that intro. And Peter Chris with his whiskey voice for the rest of the song. I mean, this is to me a perfectly written song. At 70 points, we cap off the list with Black Diamond. Lonnie, what's the breakdown?
3: And we get to 70 points with me giving it 13, Daniel giving it 15, and Mark and Ken each giving it the top of their list with 21 right. points.
0: There we go. So let's go to Ken, number top of the list one as well. What's what's your thoughts? Yeah,
2: um, yeah. This has always been my favorite. I've always say it's my favorite Kiss song. I just love it. I love the riff in it um we talked about riffs earlier but i always love the riff in this one uh and then again just like the other like deuce the the live version is just you know kills it versus you know the on the on the record and with the you know ending droning at the end of the slowdown all that i still don't understand that that producing yeah. uh idea or whatever they came up that you know how they came up with that um so black diamond yeah my all-time favorite uh, kiss song um uh, i don't think it'll change uh it's a, it's and it you know it's not a gene song and you know, i see um just just love it and again peter chris vocals just perfect for the song um and he just wails on it you know especially live so yeah. you no, know, you know, it's it's number 1. If you chose it as number 1, you're right on board there.
0: That's right. Daniel, what is your thoughts on Black Diamond?
1: Um I think it's one of the, be- the their best songs for sure. Uh, uh, and um i actually like the version when they do you know that ending i think they came up with it during the uh, Creatures of the night tour uh, oh they yeah. definitely did it uh, yes they yeah. definitely mm-hmm. did it in tokyo 95 for example yeah they did uh, that ending i think that's uh, probably my a... favorite instrumental kiss mm-hmm. song yeah just that part that they stick on on the end of the song um but, Another thing I, I like about about the first record is uh, what they wrote about, at this point they try to be kind of street, you know, kind of dangerous, yeah. and you can see it in a lot of the songs, for example, Black Diamond and uh, um, some of others as well, um, uh, for example, Cold Gin feels like <laughs> very street dangerous. I, I know Mark uh, at one point said it was kind of a New York album. It feels like you, you're, you're, you're there in New York, and uh, you're walking the streets and you see all, all, all the mess that, that's there. So uh, I like everything about, about this song. I think it's, um, I guessed in the beginning of at the, at the top of the show that this would be the winner, and uh, yeah. it's, uh, it's, uh, it deserves the, one of the top positions for sure.
3: Lonnie. No, Dan, Daniel called it from the jump of the show because I predicted it's going to be Black Diamond, and you know, sure enough, it was. And, and it wasn't even Daniel's top pick. Uh, <laughs> but we sing the song's praises on on the show quite a bit, and there's not there's not anything not to like about about the song. It, it kind of sums up Kiss, but but the sound and the two ace really guitar solos before it's all said and done, and Peter Peter's vocals just belting it out the whole time it's um it's classic kiss it really is and it, and it's a staple in the, in the set list and it's you know it, it just represents it's it, it's so much of what kiss is all about so um very very deservedly at the top of the list
0: well there you have it folks number one was black diamond now i i feel personally overall this list was pretty pretty good i mean i i don't think there was any real shockers on this list as far as what were you know that we thought that there was something on here that we shouldn't have made the top 20 I think that everything on here deserves to be in this position Uh, you know I think the songs that didn't make it that we picked you know a lot of them I think are just more you know our personal favorites maybe and overall maybe wouldn't have probably stood as a real classic compared to these ones but we did learn a very important thing though in doing this list that there's great hatred from Ken towards Paul Stanley. <laughs>
2: Especially because yeah. hatred from and, you guys, from Gene. <laughs> and,
0: and, and maybe it is because of our dislike of Gene Simmons uh, he's thinking. <laughs> but at the end of the day, look, we like what we like. We Today, our list is like this. Tomorrow, it could be a completely different list. Maybe some other songs that are being picked and you know other ones wouldn't have been on here. So this my friends it's probably one of the longer episodes we've done in a very long time so i know a lot of you kiss people out there have been clamoring for a longer episode so here you go you have a longer one this week i'm sure julian will be more than pleased to have to go through this one uh, and uh Maybe we
1: can we can put in some timestamps so we don't have to watch all of it
0: that might be a good idea yeah and uh yeah, I mean, but I think most people will be, in, they enjoy these kinds of breakdowns of, of songs. Just to say, yes, Ken.
2: I had eight Paul Stanley songs on my list, so mm. not much, <laughs> I leaned a little bit on the Gene side, eight, but.
3: Eight song, eight Paul Stanley songs he likes better than Detroit Rock City. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> there you go. That one, so it would have so, been nice. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so, that's this episode for this week. Thank you very much for watching. Um. Uh, be sure to leave your comments again this week. Let us know what you think. Was our list good? Do you think we missed some obvious things? Do you think we're crazy? What's your thoughts on Ken's hatred of Paul Stanley? Uh, and also, uh, you know, be sure to give us some ideas if you're thinking about some future future episodes. And uh, you know, we look forward to hearing your comments. Uh, so let's leave it at that. So on behalf of myself, Daniel, Ken, and Lonnie.